This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. An unusual father-son bonding moment. The Pope tells jokes to nuns. What's the matter with you, Texas? The man they named the ballpark after. And Rick's brush with Danny Bonaducci. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opai production on the Radio Misfits podcast. Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to the 81st episode of Minutia Man starring uh, Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. I'm Rick Kempfer. Yeah, and I'm Dave. Hi, everybody. 81, year of our high school graduation. You know, <laughs> now that you mentioned that, I had a dream about you last night. This, yeah. is, this is kind of a sicko dream. You want to hear it? With a... With a lead up like that, how can I say no? Sure. What what is the dream? Well, I mean, not sicko, just weird. I mean, all dreams are strange, right? So this yeah, was my sure. dream. I dreamt uh, that you uh, revealed to me a secret, a deep dark secret from your past. Yeah. That you were married to Barbara Felden from, uh, <laughs> from Agent Ninety Nine from Get Smart. Yes, in the '60s, and you pulled out a uh, like a uh, a photo album that yeah. had pictures of you guys like going all over the place in the uh, in the '60s. Um, you look like you do now <laughs> in the '60s, and you were you were going to like you know see the Rat Pack, and you know uh, you were always dressed up in a tuxedo and and had her on your arm. And I'm like, oh Jesus, what? Why? How? How have you never told me this? Right. Here's us with the Maharishi. Oh, John Lennon. Oh, I remember me and John and Cynthia, we went out to dinner. Uh, Don Adams, what a nice guy he yeah. was. Right. Yeah. Uh, I said, did he ever say missed it by that much? And you're like, no, uh, no, that was just a shtick. You know, and Mel Brooks uh, hung out with us because Mel Brooks was the creator of the show. I'm like, how? I mean, I have right. talked to you every day. How have you right. never mentioned this to me? Buck Henry, oh, what a nice guy he was. You know, you know, I could have done worse than a Barbara Feldman. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Pretty, and I even asked nice. you at the end, I said, well, so what happened? And you told me that she met a really rich guy and dumped you <laughs> and that it really hurt you. And that's why you never told me. When I was four. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a dream. It didn't make any sense. But it uh, really seemed real. Like, Wow. Was it in black and was it in Technicolor, your dream, or black and white? Was it most colorized? Of the, most of the pictures in the photo album were black and white. Yeah, okay. Um, but you two well, made the, a great couple. I thought I, I thought she was, you know, she looked great. I, she's a little taller than you. Um, I, You know, I think we would have made a great couple, too. Yeah. Is uh, she still she, alive? I don't know. I don't know. But that actually brings up. It's funny you mentioned that because I was going to bring something off the air, but I might as well bring it up right now. Can we mention your new podcast, by the way? Can we do that? Uh, there will be one coming soon. Yes, you can mention it. Yes. Okay, Rick is going to have a new podcast uh, with another guest host. <laughs> uh, he's cheating on me. It's going to be called Free Kicks. Right. And it's going to be a uh, – well, why don't you tell everybody a little bit? Well, it's, it's going to be about, it's soccer. Gonna be about soccer, yeah. Right. So, and yeah. and like um, I would do it with you, but, you know, I the conversations will be very short. Right. I'll talk about Pato Marhetic. 
yeah. and Dieter Meyer, and that's about it. Yeah. But what I was thinking, if you're going to get yourself another podcast, I should get myself another podcast. And what I'm thinking is a podcast devoted to ghoul pools. Okay, you know what a ghoul pool yeah, is, Yeah, right? I think that's a great idea. I'll be like I'll be like a predictor. I'll be an analyst. I'll be a ghoul pool analyst. I love and, it. And, yeah, you want to host it with me? How about we just make that one of our features on this podcast? So, like, basically tips, ghoul pool tips. Yeah. Like, who you should draft. Yeah. Or done. That's right. great. We'll get a, we'll get a jingle yeah. done. We can get rid of the Cubs thing. We've been doing that for a year and a half. I don't know. A lot of people like the Cubs yeah. thing. All right. Uh, hold on. I'm looking if Barbara Feldman is alive here. Hold on. <laughs> because if she is, I'm going to be nominating somebody for my ghoul pool pretty uh, – ah, crap. She's dead. Uh, uh, Barbara Feldman, IMBD. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Wikipedia. Why can't – if it doesn't say here. If it doesn't say, a, she must be alive. Uh, I think she might be alive. What year was uh, she born? Does it say that? No, hold on. Let me go to Barbara Feldman Wikipedia here. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, please hold. This is uh, <laughs> please. Hold this is uh, not uh, on the schedule for today, but uh, we promise you minutia, and Barbara Feldman certainly is minutia as it relates. And for people to, who uh, don't know, for people who don't know, who Barbara Feldman is. She was an actress in the '60s and got smart. Yeah. Uh, agent and Agent Ninety Nine. Yeah, that's right. And she, you know what? She I was a hottie I, back in the '60s. I can't find out if she's alive or not, but. You, you bet your ass after this podcast, I'm going straight and seeing if she's available. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Uh, you, you mentioned something to me, a funny story about you at a restaurant. I did? Uh, yeah. With a waiter or waitress? Oh, you you going to make me tell this story? Yes. Tell that story. It's oh, wonderful. No. Come okay. on. You got it now. All right. So this is this is a really embarrassing story. Because I was I was actually having breakfast with uh, the guy who I'm going to be doing the other podcast with, and yeah, we were at one of these breakfast places, but it was like ten o'clock in the morning, and you know they kind of clear out at ten o'clock in the morning, and so the waitresses uh, were not being attentive to us, and I, I they would come and fill the coffee, but it was just that coffee filler lady, and the the regular waitress was not coming around, and I w- I was hungry, so. She finally uh, came came around, and we ordered our breakfast, and we continued our our discussion. Well, about three minutes later, I saw her walking by, and I in my brain, I'm like, "Oh, we've been looking for her." So I said, "Excuse me, we need to order." And she looked at me and she said, "Sir, you just ordered three minutes ago." That's uh, yeah. And then did, then didn't you ask her? I asked her. I said, "Has anyone ever done that before?" I mean, it was. I would. I was turned bright red. I was really embarrassed. Um, and I asked her if anyone else had ever done that. She said, "Oh yeah, it happens all the time." I said, "Anyone under the age of 80? <laughs> she said, "No." <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Hey, yeah. by the way, it's by the way, it's not Barbara Feldman. It's Barbara Feldin. That's what I said, Barbara Feldin. Oh, I thought it was Barbara Feldman. Um, or Feldman, hold on. Wikipedia. Uh, she's alive. <laughs> All right. She's alive and will be soon on my ghoul pool team. Okay. She is born in 33. 
Oh, wow. So she's not young. No, but she's not that old for ghoul pool. See, this is what we're going to discuss. Okay. On All the right. segment. Save it. Is that, Save it. Yeah. Okay. You know, All right. Beautiful. Too much behind All the right. scenes stuff here. All right. Let's 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 get to the actual show part of the show. Here we go. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. All right. What do you got, Dave? All right. This comes out of England, my friend. Okay. Scream mask robber. He did, it's not a robber that was stealing scream masks. He's a robber that was wearing a scream mask. Jailed for 17 years and is sharing his cell with his dad. Aww. <laughs> a dangerous robber. This is out of England. A dangerous robber who was jailed for 17 years for taking part in a terrifying armed raid is sharing a prison cell with his pops, Jake Rusa was one of uh, three men who was who threatened staff and customers before stealing more than 5,000 pounds from a co-op store in Highfield Road, Farnworth. Um, and it appears he got sent up the river, and his cellmate is his dad. Uh, <laughs> What's his dad, dad in for? Uh, it doesn't say, but his dad was uh, went to jail when um, Jake was three. And Jake is 19. Oh, so they're getting to so, know each other. This is exactly. going to be wonderful. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Make up for lost time, right? Um, so they, um, so yeah, they're, they're together in the cell. And I was kind of thinking, can you imagine sharing a cell with your father? I mean, it'd be <laughs> cool for like the first maybe week. You know, he could show you the ropes about, you know, yeah, being in exactly. prison and whatnot. Here's how but you make then, a shiv, son. <laughs> exactly. Right. But then it turns from it'll turn from this is how you make a shiv to your shiv sucks. Right. That's right? true. That's true. Uh, Go to your bed and give me three cigarettes. Yeah, Dad, right. Three cigarettes and you're not leaving your bed for the rest of the afternoon. Or you're grounded for the next 40 years. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know what it reminds me of? Who's my favorite father-son criminal team? The the Leguies? Yes, that's right. (laughs) The Chicago White Sox uh, fans (laughs) who stormed the field and beat up a first base coach together. Yeah. First of all, that first base coach had it coming, Rick. (laughs) He was taking the extra base. They were up by like four runs, taking the extra base. Uh, And also, when you're living in a cell with your dad, the the dad jokes have got to be just oh, yeah. awful. Can you imagine you day after day after day, you know, uh, um, the, you know, the prison, prison, prison dad jokes. I'm not even sure I can think of one right now, but it would be like, you know, be home by midnight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Ligui brothers, I think actually did also share a cell. No, they, they really. I mean, um, not the brothers, the, the father, the, son. father, son. Uh, I always think that, of that because, you know, we have a tape of, uh, the day that my son Sean was born and I phoned into the John Landecker show because I was the producer of the show at that time and we had followed the pregnancy on the air and in that phone call which I is on the tape um, John says to me you know so what are you going to do uh, you know with your son and I and I say well first thing we're going to do is we're going to go to to Comiskey Park and we're going to storm the field and beat up the first base coach because that had happened the day before he he was born <laughs> was this Sean this is Sean, Sean yeah uh, and wasn't Legui's first name Sean you named him after Legui didn't you no I think yeah I don't remember what his name was but uh 
So, so that just made me think of them. Yeah. The, uh, and think of also your father, you're in prison, you're in the cafeteria with all your thug buddies and your dad just starts saying embarrassing stories from your childhood. <laughs> y- you know, remember the time Doris McKenzie beat you up in the third grade? Dad. <laughs> well, luckily for him, he was only three. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Although, you know, it'd be like, remember that poopy diaper you had? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so there you go. We wish them well. The Russo, the Russi family in England getting to know each other in prison. Well, my story goes uh, uh, takes place in Lima, Peru, Dave. We're international. Today. That's right. This is uh, Pope Francis, my all-time favorite pope. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, uh, let's see, on Sunday he addressed cloistered nuns who were given special permission to leave their convents to see him. And at the start of the day, uh, Francis addressed those 500 nuns known, uh, known as contemplatives. That these are nuns that live a life of prayer and rarely, rarely leave their convents except for medical reasons. And, and they are big Minutia Men fans, too, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, uh, Pope Francis, is one of the reasons why I love this pope, uh, decided that it would be fun to tell them jokes. Pope jokes? This is for real. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you some of his pope jokes here. You ready? Sure. Seeing you all here... Uh, an unkind thought comes to my mind that you took advantage of me to get out of the convent to take a stroll. <laughs> okay, not any young men, but okay. Uh, but but it got cl- roars of laughter from the nuns, <laughs> right. many of whom were elderly. He also urged them not to succumb to gossiping in their convents, comparing it to terrorism. <laughs> Which, you know what a gossiping nun is? A terrorist, the nuns left. Because gossip is like a bomb. One throws it, it causes destruction, and you walk away tranquilly. No terrorist nuns, no gossip. And, and that brought down the house. That was like his that was like his Gallagher hitting a sledgehammer with a watermelon, right? That was like his finale, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then he said, uh, uh, hey, what do you call a sleepwalking nun? What? A Roman Catholic. <laughs> okay, that's good. That was a good one. Hey, did you hear what uh, uh, what we call Pope Benedict after uh, after he retired? Ex Benedict. Okay, you're making Benedict. you're you're making that one. Up. I know these last four are mine. <laughs> okay, right. and then he All said, right. uh, <laughs> uh, "You want to fly to the United States? Which airline do you fly on?" Virgin. Get it. <laughs> I wanted to make sure the nuns were all chased, so I asked one, what's a blowjob? And she said, 20 bucks, just like in town. <laughs> okay, that last one, he, he did that. <laughs> Look out for the lightning. Right. Uh, Mount Prospect, God, I'm in Chicago. He said it. He said Mount Prospect. Uh, okay. All right. Well, there all you right. go. Um, hey, we've got a couple, We've got a winner. As somebody from this country, Schomburg. Oh, close by, fantastic. Suburb, suburb of Chicago, Alan Mobble, and it's spelled. And he said it was okay for me to even uh, spell his name, M H A B I L, pronounced Mobble. Okay. Uh, he um, got himself a crying cub T-shirt, two quarter bags of pothole. Okay, great. Uh, and for you who don't know what quarter bags of pothole 
R. Go to the potholestore.com. He's going to be getting uh, his two brands are uh, Skokie Toki and Stony Island. And by the way, I am sniffing a really nice pothole harvest. This, uh, how's, the, how's the shithole store doing? Not bad. We, uh, we, I think we've sold about 35 mugs and like 15 shirts. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, we are going to provide a family uh, of Haitians a really, really great Sunday brunch at this point. Okay. That's how much money we've raised. Uh, and he's also going to get or, yeah, um, <laughs> gonna get a Amish Chicago mug as well. To be part of this extravaganza, all you have to do is retweet and follow us on our Twitter page, and you will be entered into a random drawing for a $25 uh, gift ca- uh, gift pack valued up to $25. And if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Uh, uh, comment, please. Share. Let's, uh, yeah. And, you all right there? And yes, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Just had a coughing fit. And you share, if you share, you share the tweet at Minutia Men, that's how you win. Right. Because uh, exactly. you randomly choose a winner from those people did you just start coughing after you did the blowjob joke <laughs> i did <laughs> you know, <yikes. laughs> all right now i'm sure everything is fine there all right i just thought uh, that was a funny joke uh speaking of god i looked at i looked up uh none jokes online and that was really the only one i saw that made me laugh oh what of his or which one no no just nunjokes.com or whatever you know just google none jokes and that was the one that uh, that made me laugh, so I decided to say it. All right. Um, Q, Rick, the Texas. Oh, what's here, wrong with Texas? Here we go. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Darn it, I picked the wrong one. Uh, Would you do Alabama or Florida? Which one did you do? No, I just did this week's minutia. <clears throat> Let's see here. Here's Texas. What's wrong with you, Texas? What's wrong? Uh, this comes into what we've just been talking about. Texas judge interrupts jury, says God told him the defendant is not guilty. A state district judge in Como County said God told him to intervene in, intervene in jury deliver, deliberations to sway jurors to return a not guilty verdict in the trial of a Buddha woman. Buddha is the name of the town. Not She's not a Buddha accused of trafficking a teen girl for sex. It appears this judge, his name is Jack Robinson, uh, basically told the juries, hey, I just talked to God. She is innocent. Uh, Just um, vote not guilty. And the jury um, took uh, judge's um, advice and proceeded to convict her for 25 years. (laughs) Wait, is is that for serious? The judge really said that? Yeah. Judge Jack Robinson. It's not Robinson. It's Robinson um, in uh, Texas. It was reported by the Herald Zeitung newspaper in New Braunfels, Texas. Oh, that's a, this ger- one I that's think a is German a part of uh, Texas. You know, what yeah. Zeitung is that's a German word for newspaper. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's I think it's not fake news. Last week or two weeks ago, you completely destroyed one of my well it was fake now this one i i believe this is not fake um the judge also told the jury that god told them to pull their money together and get them a reuben with extra kraut barbecue sun chips and a cherry coke as well 
And then he said, how much is a blowjob? But now this is true. Texas judge interrupts jury and told him. I don't think the cherry Coke part is true. No, no, that was not true. So there you go. That's what's wrong with Texas. All right. That's wrong with Texas. All right. It's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. So, you know, the uh, the Ricketts family is a is a beloved family right now in Chicago because of the Cubs World Series. You must admit pretty popular owners. And that is something that the Cubs have not had since 1932 because mm-hmm. uh this week in 1932 william wrigley passed away and, and william wrigley is the one they named the field after and he was the uh father of pk wrigley who who later uh who later did it and <clears throat> here's i want to read the story because the thing that the reason that the the cubs fans loved william wrigley is because he loved baseball Right, he lived it, he breathed it, and this is a story that I think uh, it, it, it explains how much he loved it. Talking about his childhood in Philadelphia, when I was a boy in Philadelphia, I worked for my father. This seemed to me a cruel conspiracy of the fates. He was a kind man, but he belonged to a generation which was work-minded. Baseball was nothing to him. My work took me directly past the ballpark of the Nationals, the Phillies. That was the trouble. I hadn't a chance in the world to get away to the ball game on any of the familiar alibis. The near relatives of my boyfriends were buried regularly on ball game days. (laughs) No use to tell my employer of the imaginary funeral in my family, for he was my father and had the death statistics of the family down to the minute. No other excuses worked. Whenever I came to the ballpark and heard the wild cheering within, I was in a state of rebellion. One day... When the cheering was particularly wild in the park, I resolved that one day I would own a ball team and a ballpark. My interest for the game has never relaxed for one instant from that moment to this. Wow. So working for your dad is almost as bad as living in a jail cell with your dad as well. well. And here's, here's some father issues for you. Uh, on his deathbed... He made his son, P.K. Wrigley, Philip K. Wrigley, promise to never sell the Cubs. No matter how bad they are, no matter how many years we go without a World Series. And and Philip Wrigley couldn't have cared less about baseball. He didn't even like it. And he did own the Cubs from the day his dad died, January 26, 1932, until the day he died, which was 1977. Um. And then the Cubs were owned. What happened in '77 when they were they weren't sold to the Tribune yet? No. Right? The, then his son owned them until '81, okay. and then uh, and he said, "Fuck this." Yeah, he didn't this make his ridiculous. son. He didn't make his son do the uh, deathbed thing, and, and so they sold it to the Tribune, et cetera, et cetera. But the reason they they stunk for forty some years uh, was because uh, the owner just didn't care, and he yeah. only had the team because his dad made him. I'll show you, Dad. We are not going to win a world. <laughs> College of coaches, this is for you, Dad. That's right. Uh, so anyway, that uh, is the uh, story of William Wrigley. And we now okay. uh, go to our final feature of the day. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. 
Okay, this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name, and I have to tell the story of having met that person. Uh, I just saw this guy on the news or on television just a few weeks ago, uh, Danny Bonaducci, because David Cassidy died. So Danny, uh, Danny Bonaducci was all over the place. So Danny Bonaducci is who I picked. Did you watch a Partridge Family when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Right before Get Smart. I loved the Partridge Family. Oh, I loved that show. I, and Danny was my favorite character because I was about sure. the same age as him. Mm-hmm. And he was the funny one. He got all the funny lines. Right, right. He made all the money. He was the shyster kid that would yeah. scam everybody. Yeah, and yeah, I did. He, he and you know, Ruben, Ruben Kincaid. <laughs> That's yes. right. Well, anyway, what was that actress name? What was that actress name? Um, Dave Madden, I believe. Yes, yes. He died recently, not yeah. too long. Okay. So anyway, Danny uh, eventually uh, became a member of the air staff at the Loop mm-hmm. when I was a, a disc jockey and producer there. And he was doing the overnights at uh, the on the Loop AM, while I was doing the overnights on the Loop FM. If that makes sense. We were like mm-hmm. <clears throat> right down the hallway from each other, mm-hmm. so I got to know him a little bit. And he was every bit as crazy as the character he portrayed in that show. And he had some unbelievable stories. I mean, he would tell us stories about like, you know, the time he made out with Jan Brady. <laughs> Yeah. Barbara Felden. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He probably doesn't have a Barbara <laughs> Felden story, but, um, you know. Elvis, didn't he? Wasn't he an Elvis buddies or something? I, I don't know if he met Elvis or something like that. That that does ring a bell. Um, but anyway, the, the stories that he would tell were enough to, you know, spellbind everybody. And this is, you know, what he would do is he'd come into a town and he'd tell all his Partridge family stories. And then after like a year or two, People be he like, goes to the next, right. yeah, yeah. Next and he'd town. go to Philadelphia and he'd do it, and right. then he'd go to Seattle and do it. <laughs> uh, but when he was in Chicago, he was so into um, the loop that he got the call letters tattooed on his ass uh, live yeah. on the air. And this is the kind of guy yeah. that that's what he would do. One, he he come he came up with this um, game called karaoke or something like that, where he would. It, did you ever park in the Hancock Building? Uh, I think I did when I was part of your show, the Ebony that, and Ivory show. Remember that, that ramp, circle? That circle yeah, it was ramp? Like a big, yeah, 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 yeah. He would put people in the car with him, did this live on the air, and he would race it, race his car as fast as he could down that ramp. And oh if you God. could make it all the way down without screaming, you won the game. <laughs> that was a real bit. <laughs> And the, and the funniest one that he ever did was with Brandmeyer. He had Brandmeyer do it. And and Brandmeyer, like halfway through, started, Daddy, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> That's great radio. Yeah. And, and I've talked to him about it. And he said that what his secret was is that the, there was really no way for the car to fly off. I mean, he didn't care if he got, uh, if he bumped. Like Fender. Right. Yeah. Right. It, Smashed a fender. Even though he was driving like a really fast Dodge Viper, if I remember the car, he didn't care if he got it scratched up. So he knew that nothing could possibly happen. So he literally went as fast as he could. Oh, and that's what the that's what the Johnny B thing is. I forgot I forgot the best part. He gets to the bottom, and Danny had told his wife to to have like a baby carriage at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> 
everything got to the bottom. He smashes into the... He hit a baby carriage and the baby carriage went flying. Johnny was like, (laughs) That's a good bit. I think it's a great bit. I wonder if there are... Can you get recordings of it? It's got to be somewhere. There must be some out there somewhere. Uh, so So he gets the loop logo tattooed and then hey uh, danny come into the office please yeah. uh yeah you're, you're fired yeah i don't remember go- how it ended with him because uh, i had moved on by then i was over at uh, another radio station i don't remember how it ended for danny but uh yeah he's not been back on chicago radio since he's on somewhere though oh yeah uh, oh yeah he really is a talented guy he is a talented guy he's a sociopath but he is a talented <laughs> guy Many radio guys are. Yes. So there you go. To find yeah. out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com. Also, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com if you'd like to reach us. You can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opi Productions. We have been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with a new feature. Yes. Oh, so we're going to start it next week. Okay. Yeah, All let's right. do it. What are we All calling right. it? Ghoul pool? No, I'll come up with a better name. Like, uh, yeah, what it'll be is, well, here, let's not, we'll tease. Okay. Tune in next week. All right. Tune in next week for another episode of Minutia Men. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Remember the time Doris McKenzie beat you up in the third grade? Dad!